0: Jackson, can you tell us some of your uh, experience as far as being uh, in the medical profession and how long it's been since you've started?
1: Well, um, I have just celebrated or will celebrate my 20th reunion from medical school. I went to medical school at the University of California in San Francisco and then trained at Michael Reese Hospital here in Chicago. I'm a native Chicagoan and uh, enjoy practicing on the South Side. Um, My specialty is preventive cardiology. Um, and so I try and help people not need a cardiologist.
0: That's great. So tell me something. Now you say your specialty is the cardiology field. What happened previously you, uh, when you started? What did you see You know, in the beginning historically through, through the practice of uh, heart medicine till now?
1: Well we've seen quite a development in how we can treat people who have had heart attacks. Um, and also the medications we can use to prevent them. Um, So I would say that really it's the knowledge we have about certain medications, the ability to do stents, uh, which is a way of opening up blockages of the heart without doing actual open heart surgery. I think those would be the major advances uh, that we've seen in terms of intervention.
0: Okay, now I understand that when it comes to stents, there are certain qualities. Or certain stents may last longer than other stents. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, there are certain stents now that we're learning. Um, one is called a bare, bare metal stent. The other is called a drug eluting stent, um, and uh, they both are very helpful in the when someone's having a heart attack to kind of open it up. <laughs> but then what what we found is that the drug eluting stents you have to take your medication called Plavix for an extended amount of time, and uh, so. That's really, I think, for the layman, the real difference. Uh, the bare metal stent has a little bit of a, a little bit earlier closure rate if you're not aggressive with uh, taking your medication, but you have to take that for a shorter time.
0: Okay. Now you say you have to take Plavix with it, the medication. What does that do? What it helps is
1: that so it doesn't allow platelets, which are part of our coagulation system, to accumulate in that stent and close it down. It keeps it open.
0: I see, and so would uh, the diet affect the stent at all as well? Yes,
1: uh, diet and smoking. Uh, so what we found is that the more vegetarian a person can be, the more of a, what's called, Mediterranean-based diet a person can be, the more free they will be of heart disease. Smoking will close a stent no matter what you do uh, over time, or at least increases the risk. I uh, see. That that will occur.
0: So, so what about the smoking? closes the stent.
1: It seems to be pro-inflammatory, which triggers our immune responses and various things within the blood clotting system that seem to to promote early closure.
0: Terriers? They
1: are. Yes. But I, I don't think that's going to be, I mean, it may turn out to be a major player, but The point is we can slow it down no matter what it is right now.
0: Right. Okay, that's good. All right then, so now if a person wanted to look you up, Dr. Jackson, where could they find you?
1: Um, My phone number is 312-932-0300. I have an office on the north side as well as on the south side. I'd be happy to to have a consultation with you uh, about these issues.
0: And so your office on the north side and south side, the address?
1: Uh, The north side one is 356 West Superior, and the south side address is 515 East 50th. Um, And then um, when we open the office across the street at the Roseland uh, new office building sometime in May, I'll have a suite over there as well. Okay. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Jackson. In a minute, we're going to be talking to Carolyn Jackson, and she is the director of Cardio pulmonary here at Roseland Community Hospital good evening everyone and welcome back to Commerce Connections I'm Catherine McQueen and I'm here at Roseland Community Hospital and we're going to be talking to Miss Carolyn Jackson and she is the director of Cardiopulmonary Miss Jackson can you tell us how did you come to be the director of Cardiopulmonary here at Roseland Community Hospital well, the first thing I
2: did was apply for the beautiful job, that's right? <laughs> one thing I'll say. I'm a respiratory therapist and if you look in across the nation now, most respiratory departments are merging with uh, cardiology. I see. So then cardiopulmonary just goes together. I'm a registered therapist, I also have experience in cardiology, so we get a chance to do both. And they were looking for a director. And I had been a director, been a supervisor, and I wanted to come here and work, and they had a nice opportunity.
0: I see. So what what do you find, what are you seeing more in the cardiopulmonary department now? Uh, and I can see that you're trying to do things to uh, make advancements around here. Can you tell us a little bit what Roslyn is doing? Well, what we do is that since we're a small community hospital, we do mostly non-invasive
2: I cardiology, which means we stick with EKGs, echos, with stress testing. We do one invasive procedure, it's called uh, TEE. TEE, no, not explain
0: now, explain that to me. That's
2: a transesophageal the... echo, where they look in the back of, at the back of the heart. Um, in surgery. They do it in the surgical suites.
0: Now what are they looking in the back of the heart for? They, they want to see the function of the heart but they want
2: to actually uh, put a scope down and look at it and they watch the movement of the heart. I see. So Dr. Jackson and the um, echo do that in surgery. The other thing that we do in a little hospital like this, we do a ton of EKGs I see. and we try to find out how the heart is beating, if there's any. PROBLEMS WITH THE HEART beating, uh, AND MY uh, THERAPIST AND MY TECHS BOTH DO THAT. I SEE. SO THAT'S, AND WE DO HOLTER MONITORING, WE DO TELEMETRY MONITORING, AND THESE ARE 24-HOUR MONITORS THAT WE DO TO CHECK THE
0: HEART TO SEE HOW THE PATIENT FUNCTIONS IN NORMAL LIFE. I SEE. AND SO IN THAT WAY, THAT'S, uh, uh, conducive with the preventive care that you give. Well, for the it heart just with the
2: diagnosis of what's going on, it gives the doctor an idea of what's going on with the heart at that time, and if he needs to make some recommendations beyond medication, like for exercise, if there's something that the patient needs to do about his diet that could improve his cardiac status, <laughs> he also can make those recommendations, and most time he does.
0: I see. So, and so by you being the head of that department, I know you can see the cases coming through here. Are you seeing more so with the Seniors uh, uh, having heart disease that was, you know, went undetected, or are you starting to see it more so with younger people? We're beginning to see a a nice sized young population. Dr.
2: Jackson's really been talking about that. I see. And we are seeing them on the pulmonary side as well as on the cardiology side. I
3: see.
2: And um, they're not getting enough exercise, they have a very poor diet um they're trying and experimenting with things that they shouldn't be I we see, see uh, drug we have a drug population too and we see 25 and 30 year old young men I more see. so than young women oh more so and they're very heavy people with no activity oh my goodness <laughs> they're not <laughs> exercising
0: they're outside but they're not running around the park so 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 then what they need to do probably is take uh Uh, a lesson from the ancestors and the the senior population when they used to plant gardens and and, 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 you know. That's and right. get out there and just, you know, go walk and get involved and do Absolutely. things in the community. While they're standing on the corner,
2: go for a walk.
0: I see, I you see. Know while so, and then, so, so as far as seniors, what do you see with them? Are they, are, are, now, will they take their medications like they should or once they find out that they have a heart condition or?
2: Well, we, what we really found out is that once the seniors are, are identified as uh-huh. having um, things like congestive heart failure, some slowness of the heart, Mm -hmm. problems with the heart. We noticed that they really do take the recommendations seriously. I see. They are beginning to exercise more. They go to the shopping malls, they walk around, they Uh do the things that they need to do. I see. Uh, We do have parks in our area. We Mm -hmm. have one right up the street from us. Yes. And in the morning when I'm coming in, I see a lot of seniors walking. Something to think about. And the seniors also change their diet. I see. They really have done a good job over time with their diet, they're not eating as much salt, mm-hmm. uh, they're in, eating leaner meats, Yes, not as much red meat, not as much pork, they eat a lot of turkey, and I think that's important, they they eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of the young people eat no vegetables at all,
0: the, uh, exactly, and then, then they stay in these restaurants as and they well, eat a lot of
2: fast food, which has a big sodium content, mm-hmm. which is the salt, mm-hmm. they don't drink as much water as the seniors drink, I see. So they don't cleanse themselves like they really should. And is that
0: important? It's very important for the heart. For the heart,
2: water is. To me, water is important for anything that ails
0: you. I see. Okay. All right. So now, before we wrap this up, we want to talk about uh, a little bit about the new uh, center you're going to be building. Uh, Dr. Jackson talked about uh, a new. Uh, Part to the hospital addition across the street. Can you tell us a little bit about that? we have
2: on the Medical Center campus, and that's what we like to call it now. We started that when they did the opening. On the Medical Center campus, we now have a professional building. And in that professional building will be cardiology. And we'll be able to see more people. And it's a very pleasant surrounding in the building. It's, everything is brand new. I see. Everything is brand new. And we're trying to encourage as many services as we can to come together, like nutritional mm-hmm. service. That's, that's one critical to heart. Nutritional they, services. services? Nutritional services. We really need someone to counsel people in how to eat, what to eat, what to stay away from. I see. What moderation really means. Right. So they're going to be there. And inside our emergency department, we will have a chest pain room. A chest pain room. Chest pain. When people come in with chest pain, or other type of problems that they're complaining about, just some type of uh, heart problem. We can test them. We can, um, you know, get them in a, pull them out from the regular ED and put them in a quiet. You know, p- people that have cardiac disease need to be in a quiet area. Oh,
0: I see. And
2: get them in a quiet area. Get good history and go Get them with the tests on them, and that'll be our chest pain, pain area. So oh, we're excited be about nice. that. That'll I'm excited new. about it. <laughs> That's new. We totally new for
0: Rose. All right. All right, then. So now you're going to take us uh, for a short tour of yes. the cardiopulmonary department. Right. And then uh, we'll be talking with you later. And uh, Ms. Jackson, I want to thank you so much for visiting us here on commerceconnections.tv. Anytime. Thank you so much. Okay. You're no welcome. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Catherine McQueen, and we're here in the cardiopulmonary department and physical rehab with Jonathan Gasper. And Jonathan, can you tell us a little bit, what happens when you have a patient who is re- rehabilitating from uh, heart disease or open heart surgery, what have you, what would they be doing on these machines?
3: Oh, basically when uh, we have patients like those, uh, we focus more on uh, endurance training I see. and how patients can tolerate uh, uh, activities like uh, how long can they go into a certain activity. So it's like monitoring Um, usually uh, the exercises will be uh, not very heavy, I see. You know, it's like, uh, just, oh, just without
0: uh, you yeah. uh, I see. So in other words, in these machines, they're sitting on here and you're trying to find out what they can do and what they cannot do. Yeah. How, how, how well the body, uh, uh, accepts the stress? Oh yeah. Physical, yeah. We, we physical have,
3: therapy. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, we have, uh, uh, we call it a scale, exertion scale. So if the patient, if initial phase, uh, they cannot really exert that, that much, then we can give them very light activities, and then progress them to more uh, harder ones or stressful ones. I see. That's just enough for the heart to you know, to, uh, to take have, it to take and,
0: it, take it, yes, and start know. trying to heal mm-hmm. itself, mm-hmm. and repair yeah. itself. All right then. Okay. All right. So thank you so oh, much, Doctor. Thank Dan. you very much. So Jonathan, explain to us now what the nurse is doing.
3: In your name, I'm sorry? Champagne. Champagne. Explain to us, Jonathan, what Champagne is doing on the machine. Right now, she's uh, just ambulating, um, trying to walk uh, as normal as possible, heel to toe, gait pattern with a good posture. I see. Yeah, we always have to emphasize that one. Um, Well, uh, in cases of uh, cardiac patients, we always monitor the blood pressure, the heart rate, before, during and after exercises I see. We also monitor the respiratory rate and that's how we can determine how the patient tolerates the exercise. I see. If the, the patient if the exercise is too, too high or too high of intensity for him or her, then we have to slow it down you know just you know uh, just uh, be within the target heart rate within the, the heart rate advisable uh, uh, for, for the patient.
0: Okay, so this is just a way
3: to find out again uh, what's actually happening, the stress mm-hmm. on the body, just mm-hmm. from walking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we also uh, also place the patient on the bike. Those are very two light exercises, here the treadmill and the bike. Then we go, uh, we move on to another phase if the patient is already tolerating this exercise, yes. we move to the next level. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you
0: Alright, we're back here in the cardiopulmonary department, and we're going to be having a test done on the echo machine. Now, Marley is going to be talking with Shelly, and Shelly is going to be testing Sheena. She came in with some uh, chest chest pains. pains, so what will we be doing here right now? Just checking to see if there's any abnormalities with her heart, making sure no fluid, all her valves are doing good, her heart's functioning, pumping real good. I see. And so this is what, like an ultrasound? It's an actual ultrasound of the heart. That's like it's exactly. And so if we take a look at the machine now, this is the echo machine. Yes. And so Shelly is doing, what are we seeing here? Can you show us some things that you're actually uh,
3: This is t- to the short. And I can go right into the mitral valve. Now what's the mitral valve? It's one of the it's no. the valves of the left side of the heart, the okay. left uh, ventricle the and left uh, atrium. Yeah. Okay. All right. So
0: how how does it look? It looks good. Looks good. So <laughs> so, so so Sheena, it's healthy, huh? Yes. Yeah, so, so, so far so good. So can you take us to another area and let's see what's going on? Sure. How do you feel, Sheena? Oh, I feel good. Have you? You were feeling uh, chest pains? Yeah, I had a little tightness in my
3: chest. I see. Did it radiate up through your neck? No, actually on my left side, just my arm. I see. Okay. This is the aortic valve. And we can also get the uh, tricuspic valve and the pulmonary valve on this as well. And then what we would do is run color through the pulmonary valve. I see. And what would the color show? Shows if uh, she has any insufficiency or regurgitation.
0: Regurgitation meaning what? Something that... A, a leaky valve. I see. Okay. Alright. Alright then, so Marley. Mm-hmm. Now, once this is done and you don't find anything, then what will you tell Sheena? we will we'll let her know that when she um, makes an appointment to talk with her doctor, mm-hmm. Dr. Jackson, and if everything is normal with this test, he may recommend a stress test, possibly. I see. To see, to always rule out, you know, nothing, to make sure everything's okay. 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 All right. Thank you, You're, you're welcome. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you. And thank you, Sheena, so much. Yeah. Yeah. The So what type of liquid is
3: that? What, is, what does that do? It, it helps. You know, there's a. You can't just put this on there, and see it. It helps image it. It's like a. Uh, it's a sonic beam. Sonic beam, right?
0: Now, Miss Jackson, uh, Carolyn. Uh, in addition to the echo machine, what other machines do you have that you be able to take a in-depth look at the heart? Well, we we have one that's
2: non-invasive, and that's our, our stress um, machine, where we do our stress testing. And then we have one that's invasion where you can look inside the heart. We have a 64-smite CT
0: scanner. I
2: see.